0: Hey, what's going on, guys? I hope you guys are having a good day. Um, today is election day, which is a big deal um, in the United States, at least when it comes to uh, the direction of the country. Uh, I um, I went out this morning and Alicia and I, you know, we get up. Um, you know, my health is something that I I'm trying to always get better at. You know, we um, as black people, some of us grow up in households where, you know, eating right and uh, taking care of ourselves isn't always the top priority but I'm trying to do better I'm trying to improve myself as a black man and uh so we went out today and first of all I want to say this uh, this is something that I want to lay out uh and dispel uh, a myth uh there are a lot there's a lot of propaganda that gets sort of thrown around when you're an intelligent black man who disrupts uh the apple cart you know when you say things that, people don't want to hear or you represent the black community first, um, you know, you're going to get a lot of you're going to get a lot of people that are going to push back on that. Right. So my pushbacks have been uh, in the form of a lot of propaganda and misinformation about what I believe, what I stand for, things like that. So one of the things, one of the interesting myths that um, has circulated is twofold. One is that uh, that I've been telling black people not to vote and, uh, first thing I want to make that clear that, uh, anybody in here, uh, give me a yes or no. If you are aware that I have never, ever, not one single time ever told you not to vote Uh yes or no. Give me a yes or no. If you've ever heard, if you've either heard people say that I've, I've, you know, that I've told people not to vote or that, that you know, that I have never told black people not to vote. I've never done that. Right. But that's what happens, right? That's how propaganda works. That's one of the things that frustrates me about the political process and makes me abandon the Democratic Party. Is that people don't want to operate on truth; they want to operate on lies, and you know, and, and discrediting, and you know, creating Photoshop images of Ice Cube with a MAGA hat on because he's trying to negotiate, you know, for Black people or negotiate for reparations with a team of scholars, by the way, not by himself. The other myth. Is that I wasn't voting myself, and uh, that's not true either. Um, in you know, an expression of you know liberty and freedom, which all of us should have. Uh, I told you guys earlier in the year that my opinion on voting has shifted a little bit. Um, I heard Professor Eddie Gloud, who actually said that we should vote to let them know that we're here, vote in our local elections because that's going to affect our lives. But when it comes to the presidential election, we should uh, either leave it blank or vote third party. So let me tell you what I did this morning. I voted with Alicia and I voted for the libertarian candidate. Uh, That's what I did. I didn't I didn't vote for Biden or Trump. And I did vote in my local election. So I did vote. So uh, if somebody ever says Dr. Boyce is telling black people not to vote, then you can say, no, actually, go listen to his podcast. Uh, He actually says that he does vote, but he also is protesting the political process because you all know that it's a bunch of BS. The second thing I want to throw out here is money and how money impacts the political system. You guys know I'm an expert on money and finance and that's my thing, like my doctorate's in finance. I have to, in case you're wondering why I repeat that, I say that, um, you know, in different podcasts, just so that people will know I'm not just pulling opinions out of my ass. I actually have a PhD in this. I've taught college students this stuff for 25 years. So I thought about money in 10,000 ways that most people never get a chance to. And one of the things about money and politics that's really fascinating to me is that I don't think people understand just how corrupt the system has become due to uh, capitalism. Uh, capitalism is an interesting thing. Capitalism is almost the economic version of a crackhead. Uh, capitalist corporations... Particularly due to Milton Friedman in the 1970s, teaching us that greed was good, and that the job of the corporation was to maximize shareholder wealth, which was an absolute, absolute, absolutely destructive set of ideas that actually influenced, um, you know, Reaganomics and and conservative politics for a long time. Right? It's one of those things that made it makes it hard to be a Republican. Well, you know, the thing is that what this did was this it turned corporations into um, absolute economic monsters. Um, and I call them crackheads because you think about this, right? A lot of people, give me a yes or no. If you follow what I'm saying, give me a yes or no. So I can at least know that you guys are, are, that somebody's hearing me and they're getting this. Um, so, so you got some people that are addicted to, um, alcohol, some people addicted to drugs, some people addicted to church, some people addicted to sex, uh, some people addicted to Popeye's chicken or chocolate, Right. Uh, you know, we, we all have these different addictions. People have different addictions. Right. Well, corporations, capitalist corporations are addicted to money. They're addicted to money the way a crackhead is addicted to crack. So imagine if you had a country where the crackheads were influencing government policy. Right. If the crackheads were influencing government policy, then they would make crack widely available. They'd make it very cheap. They'd make sure that, that they and their friends had plenty of it. Right. They they'd probably promote policies that say, you know, children should try smoking crack when they're little so that they can, you know, form good habits while they're kids. Right. Um, <clears throat> well, the same thing is true when it comes to capitalist corporations. They what happens is in this presidential election. This was the most expensive election in American history. Give me a yes or no if you knew that. Uh, yes. Or no, if you knew that uh, this presidency, this election was a 14 billion dollar election. $14 billion. The presidential race was about $6.5 billion. The, uh, the congressional races and Senate races were a combined total of about $7 billion. So $14 billion was spent running for office. Now, at, you know, answer me in the chat. Yes or no? Do, do, you got, do you guys have billions of dollars in your bank account? Do you have millions of dollars in your bank account? Like, I mean, do you think this money is coming from regular people? Do you think that regular people that, you know, are making 40000 a year are, are bringing or are raising billions of dollars for people to run for office? No, no. This money is coming from the financial crackheads. It's coming from the corporations. It's coming from the capitalists. It's coming from the billionaires. It's coming from the Koch family. It's coming from the, uh, who is it? What's the guy's name on the left? Um, the Soros's. George Soros. Putting millions of dollars into things like Black Lives Matter, right? Well, why would billionaires... And billion-dollar corporations, trillion-dollar corporations, raise $14 billion for people to run for office. Well, they do that mainly because that money is pretty much, a big chunk of it is just a big ad spend. It's a big ad spend, right? So they're going to media outlets, uh, newspapers, the New York Post, CNN, et cetera, the Tom Jordan Morning Show, whatever. And they're putting millions, billions of dollars into running ads, So that their candidates can get elected. So uh, now, now when they run these ads, they run these ads and they say, hey, we're a bunch of rich people and we just want you to help us get richer. So vote for our candidates. So I can get this law changed so that my company can make more money because I'm a financial crackhead and we need to go scour the earth to find all the money that we can find. Do they do they run ads like that? No, they don't. They don't they don't tell you that maybe the reason that the uh, the Koch family invests billions of dollars in politics is because they are financial crackheads who who see crack everywhere. They're like, let's go dig for more crack instead of digging for crack. Well, they might be digging for oil or maybe they want to open up a market that allows them to, to frack in a certain state or whatever the case may be, or change consumer protection laws like Joe Biden did, where he passed a law or he helped pass a law that said you can't write off your student loans, right? Well, because the big banks gave billions of dollars for politicians to run for office to support these laws because they're saying we're financial crackheads and we're going to get more crack, more of our financial crack if we can get these laws passed so that people can't go write their student loans off, which is hurting our profitability. Do you follow what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? Give me a yes or no in the chat if you follow what I'm saying. Okay. So the financial crackheads, meaning American corporations, are pretty much running the political process, right? We we know this. That's what it is. Um, that's how things work in America. Now, here's the deal. So when they run these ads, they're not telling you why they're running the ads. They're not telling you what's really going on. What they're gonna do. What they're gonna do is they're saying, okay. Uh, we're going to first spend a few million dollars researching people and look at what they care about. OK, here's a mother in Idaho who cares about whether or not um, they can teach about the Bible in school. Or here's a black kid out in New York City who is mad because the police shot a black man in his town. Right. Um, here's a here's a gay person who wants to marry his boyfriend or whatever. Or here, you know, here's a um, you know, here, here's a, a conservative who feels like uh, that small government is better than big government. So we got to feed him some of that, right? Here's a Trump supporter who wants to carry his Confederate flag, right? Here's a, here's a, here's a black person who's scared to death that they're going to die from coronavirus. So we got to talk about that, right? That's what they run their ads on. And what is the goal to run these ads? Why do the financial crackheads spend $14 billion on these ads? So they can get you to the polls to put their guy in office. So when their guy gets in office, um. Does he look to the voters and say, oh, gosh, all these voters put me in office. I'm going to go take care of them first. Or does he get that phone call from the financial crackheads who funded the campaign? And that financial crackhead says, I gave you billions of dollars so you could market. So you could remember that money's a, a, bu- a bunch of it's a big ad spend. spent on research and advertising. A big chunk of it is researching the target, advertising to the target so you can manipulate the vote of the target. So they say, OK, now that I've got you into office. I need you to to support this and this and this and write a bill on this and this and that so I can get more money. And if you don't, then I'm going to make sure that you're replaced by somebody else. And then what's what adds to the corruption is that the media outlets that the financial crackheads um, allow the politicians to advertise on, whether you're talking about black media outlets like Radio One and TV One, or you're talking about white media outlets, CNN, Fox, MSNBC. Well, they're looking, they're they're addicted to crack too. They're also crackheads. They need money to survive. So they know that the election cycle is a big, fat, gigantic, massive ad spin. It's Christmas for everybody, y'all. And they've got the shareholders, which hopefully you are at least owning shares of stock in these companies so that when they're getting rich, you can get rich too. And they're answering to the shareholders because in the 1970s, Milton Friedman told us that greed was good and that the corporate manager's job is to take care of the shareholders. So the shareholders are saying, we need more crack. So when the election cycle comes, they're sitting there with their hands out. They're excited that- The politicians are engaging in billions of dollars of ad spend so they're collecting money it's christmas time in hollis queens right so they're doing real well financially now here's what's interesting here's the dynamic that also adds to the corruption so if i'm the tom jordan morning show or radio one or whatever most of my money i'm not going to get as much money from the republicans as i'm going to get from the democrats right the democrats are going to be they they're going to be paying bills we the republicans are probably not going to spend nearly as much i bet i'd be shocked if they spend more than 10% of what the democrats spend on a lot of urban radio so as a result what you do and what these corporations are heavily incentivized to do is to show favoritism so that means that if you are a media outlet that's getting funded by the Republicans and a story about Donald Trump comes out that's damaging to your candidate and the Republican Party's like, hey, don't you report on this or we're going to not give you your crack anymore, then they're going to cover that story up. Or if you're a liberal outlet, you're MSNBC and the, the Hunter Biden stories are coming out, about Hunter Biden, who's a crackhead in real life, those stories are coming out. Well, you're not going to be so quick to report on stories that are going to be damaging to the people that are supplying you with the economic crack, right? So this creates bias. This, so, so let me just summarize this because I actually have to go. I don't, I didn't have much time, but I want to summarize. I thought about this when I was running with Alicia this morning. So let me just summarize this: billionaires and corporations invest in political campaigns to get politicians elected who then use that money to market to you, the voter, who actually has the real power to decide who's going to be in office and who's not going to be in office. But once those politicians get the power that comes with office and they have the resources they can distribute to whatever they want, they're not taking care of the voters who put them in office. They're going to take care of the people who paid the bills. So what you have is you have a significant financial conflict that occurs when the resources are being provided by one group, but the resources are being controlled by another. I saw this a lot in academia. For example, if you go to Harvard University and you're a parent who's thinking about spending $70,000 a year to send your child to school there, and you ask them, what is your top priority? They're going to say, oh, our top priority is to educate the students and make sure the students get the best education possible. Well, why are they saying that? They're saying that because the parent is going to decide if I'm going to spend $70,000 a year to send my child to this university. But that's not how the game really works their professors are not hired based on their teaching ability. Their professors are hired based on their ability to do academic research and write papers for dusty academic journals that nobody ever reads. Why is that? Well, because the people who actually control the money are the people who care about the research. The people who pay the money are the parents who think that their child is going to get this amazing education, right? So so again, you have that conflict. The resources are being provided. The bills are paid by the students and their parents. but. The money is controlled by the faculty who then decide to hire their friends based on the type of research that they do. So it's it's a process where one group is using another group to secure its power and then taking care of itself because there's no accountability across the board. So when people talk about the need for campaign finance reform and things like that, that's what they're talking about. There's no accountability. So the corporations give whatever money they want to get whoever they want elected. And they go out and they spend tons of money on media outlets who then become corrupted because they have no incentive to say anything good about the candidate who isn't helping them pay their bills. And they have every incentive to lie and use propaganda to support the candidate that is paying their bills because they're addicted to the financial crack too. And then at the end of the day, the person who gets used is the voter that gets used. That person is you. So you talk about the public and the people, the public and the people are puppets. That's the PPP plan for you. Your PPP plan, which is really a PPP could stand for piss because they piss all over you. Uh, But also the PPP plan is that people in the public are puppets. The puppets, uh, they use media and billions of dollars in ad spend to manipulate your emotions. So you will elect their candidate. So their candidate can take care of the corporations who actually pay for the ad spend for them to manipulate you. You are a commodity in this process. And that's highly unfortunate. I don't know if that's ever going to change. The only advice I can give you is become an investor. So at the very least, when these corporations are making a ton of money, your family will get paid too. That's why I told you guys, no matter who wins this election, investors are going to win. Corporations are going to win. And I hate saying it, but capitalism is going to win, even though I'm not even a hardcore capitalist. I'm not. I know enough about capitalism to know that I don't want to be a hardcore capitalist because I don't want to be a financial crackhead. I don't want to worship money. Money is not my God. All right, so put your hashtag B1 in the chat. If you haven't done it yet, please put your hashtag B1 in the chat. If you're listening anywhere online, on, on YouTube, anywhere else, please hit the thumbs up button. Please share this this video, you know, share this video this commentary. Like if you know anybody who Um, You know, wants the truth or who wants to see things outside the matrix, share it with them. Maybe we can educate ourselves and form a black agenda where we actually control that agenda and we're able to move forward as opposed to waiting for white people to do what they're definitely not incentivized to do, which is to liberate black people. I have yet to meet a white person who sees it in his or her direct interest to empower black people, to not depend on white people anymore. You're going to have to do that yourself. So anyway, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. And also text the word VOICE to 31996 if you'd like to get text notifications when I go live, things like that. Text VOICE to 31996. And also you can go visit theblackbusinessschool.com. It's a black-owned university we created. We have 130,000 students all around the world. Uh, You can actually get started for free. We have personal wealth specialists and and conversational enrollment specialists that you can speak with right now about your personalized wealth plan and a plan for your family. So I want you to have a plan for your family. Don't worry about Joe Biden's family. He got that. Don't worry about Donald Trump's family. He's got that. You take care of your family so maybe one day your grandchildren can be as powerful as the Bidens and the Trumps. And it'll be because of the choices that you make right now. So the Black Business School is in it with you. Black people are a top priority. Be one all day, every day, all black, all the time. Also, I should let you guys know tonight at 6 p.m. on drboystv.com, I've got a bunch of black experts coming through. We're going to do all black politics. So we're going to talk about what's going on with the the political environment, but we're going to talk about it from a black perspective with experts that you don't get to see on mainstream media because these are people that actually care about you and not just people that are trying to get on TV uh, and get approved by white people. We don't do that stuff around here. We get approved by black people. That's where we live. All right, so I'm out of here. Have a good day. Talk to you later. Love you. Peace.